Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. So I'm not going to tell you who the ministers are. That's going to be the surprise. Yeah. You'll just be seeing one at a time and you're like, my God, God loves us. Amen. And it's my pleasure now I'm going to invite the first minister of the word. This morning. Hey. I hear you. Now, this man of God, when he preaches, several things happen at the same time. Yeah. Where there was darkness, behold, light. Light. He's a light distributor. When he starts, you, you wait. Uh, you wait. When he comes, even you, you will agree with what I'm saying. Yeah. You already agree. Where there is darkness, he, he comes and when he starts, you just see suddenly light. Yeah. Even people who have never read the Bible, when he starts preaching, they feel as if they have ever read the Bible. Yeah. Because of the understanding. You know that scripture says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. He's one of the vessels that God uses to fulfill that scripture. And as he comes, I want to tell you, the eyes of your understanding are going to be enlightened. The other thing that happens, now, how many of you have ever seen a cockroach? A real cockroach? What happened? Where do cockroaches like to be? Dark places. What happens when you switch on the light? Now, this man, when he starts preaching, all the demons, eh? They are like cockroaches. Demons of depression run away. Demons of sickness run away. Demons of poverty run away. Demons of oppression run away. Demons of whatever run away. Ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome Pastor Blessed Ivan Muhumuza. 
Are you expecting? Yes. <laughs> ah. We are going to first shout. So, <laughs> the story in Joshua chapter 6. Uh, the Israelites are going to take over a city. A city God has given them. The city. But the city is fortified. Hmm? I'll tell your neighbor what fortified means. They know what it means. Yeah. <laughs> fortified. <laughs> please, it has nothing to do with the number 40, so please. <laughs> and it's not 45. No, 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 no. It's, oh, 49. It is fortified. <laughs> 25, 25, not 45. <laughs> yeah, the city is fortified and God instructs Joshua. Mm, like he instructed the apostle this morning when he came here and he told us to start shouting because victory is in this place already. Yeah, that was prophetic. That was, by the way, God has already started ministering. Yeah. So we are going to shout. And the cities, the promises that God has given you, you're going to walk into them. Ah! Let me hear you shout. Hey! Come on. I say shout, 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 shout. Walls are coming down. Diseases are getting healed. Miracles, signs and wonders are happening right now. Yeah! Woo! Yeah! Ah! Are you ready? Not for Onaga, but <laughs> yeah, wow. What key are you in? <laughs> With this song, I believe they sing in heaven. Hmm. Um, in the East African revival, there was a song. Do you guys know that song? Tukutende Ereza, right? It's not the one we are going to sing, but. <laughs> Because I believe for every revival that God starts, one of the things he does is that he gives people music. You got it. I believe that that's one of the major songs of this revival is the song that Apostle Moses wrote. Jesus, how wonderful your name. 
So I'd like us to sing it. Yeah, I'd like us to sing it. I believe it. I, look, I believe they sing it in heaven. Whenever we are singing it, it's like I see angels singing. Jesus, I remember the first time he came and sang it here. Uh-uh. <laughs> the presence of God <laughs> was thick, thick. Yeah, it's not just a normal song. He told you yesterday, he told us yesterday how he got the song, right? I believe God wants us to sing and magnify Jesus in that song. Amen. Are you ready to worship Jesus? Are you ready to worship Jesus? Worship team. Come on. Name. Let's sing it together. The name above all other names that may be named. Jesus. The name in heaven and on earth. Thank you, Lord. No other name. To which all nations call that name. What's the name? Jesus. Ha! The name. Woo! The change the cost of history. And who am I that you call me friend? Woo! Every voice. your voices. Say, Jesus, how wonderful you mean so much to me.
every voice. You mean so much to me now. But I see you as you are. And there's no better thing for me to do now than to get to know you more. Jesus, how wonderful your name. Come on, do you love Jesus? Give him praise, somebody. can have our seats now wow wow <laughs> yeah god is here for sure god is here for sure and god loves us god loves us so much um apostle has taught us and said that when god loves you he speaks to you he starts saying some things to you he starts speaking words to you. And one of the greatest blessings we have as a movement that shows that God truly loves us is that we have a shepherd who speaks God's word to us. Yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. This whole week, he has been teaching. Yeah. The whole week. The whole week. And... One of the things he, he, he mentions when, when he's going to teach is that he's always asking himself, God, is this what you want your children to hear? So he's waiting on God. He's praying. He's trying to hear as clear as he can so that he can come and feed us on the word of God that will build us up, that will give us an inheritance, that will give us significance, that heals diseases, that changes destinies, that is stirring up a revival in our generation. Friends, I would like you to appreciate our shepherd who is feeding us with knowledge constantly, constantly. Ah, you can do better than that. Yes! Apostle, we appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We can have our seats. Mm. <laughs> um, today, I would also like to celebrate someone. Mm. So I'm going to teach. You know, gold is not on the surface. You don't say, right? <laughs> What a shock! Gold is not on the surface. Some, because it is. Because it is what? Yeah, some people got it. <laughs> so I'd like to celebrate precious Barbara, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> She's lovely, just so <laughs> um, You see, for you to mine gold, you must know that it exists somewhere. And then you must know how to mine it. Then you must know how to refine it. <laughs> there is gold in every one of us that God has deposited in every one of us. And God usually sends people who are able to identify that gold. 
who are able to there are people who can identify it there are people who can mine it out of you then there are people who refine it for the better um i was telling someone yesterday that if they met me on campus they would never date me never they would never yeah i want to tell you the details of <laughs> <laughs> what I was like, but they would never. I, you know, that's the, 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 sec, the second, no, the first, no, I was a combination of both the first and second son that Apostle talked about. And I would be extreme on both ends, depending on where I am. Extreme. Yeah, totally extreme. Too insecure, very never clean. Those things that Apostle talks about here, showering what? I had a scripture for showering. <laughs> that I am already. You've said I don't tell you, so I won't tell you. <laughs> Been instructed not to. But I, that's the sort of human being I was. About Dio, what? I'm telling you. Yeah. But she saw the gold, mined it, and with very many other people, of course, has refined it for me to be here. So, Pastor Babi, I appreciate you so much. All right. Hey, wow, the time is very beautiful. Today I'm going to talk about embracing God's dimension of your life. Embracing God's dimension of your life. Yesterday, John chapter 3 verse 6. John chapter 3 verse 6, put it up for us. Yesterday, apostle came and told this scripture again. And I was seeing things. (laughs) I had not seen. I I had prepared to talk about this, but I had not prepared to. I didn't see this scripture. I hadn't thought of this scripture. So he came and he taught us. Let's read the scripture together for starters. It says, that which is born of the flesh is what? And that which is born of the spirit is? He said that flesh gives birth to flesh. And he said that um, what you see, these bodies you see are just refined soil. Refined soil. So every morning you're trying to clean and patch up the refined soil. Yeah. Every day. Refined soil. So he came and said that that which is born. You see, there is a side of you that is flesh. In First Thessalonians, Paul writes and he says that we are spirit, soul, and what? And body. I think 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. He says, now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely and may your whole spirit, soul, and body. So there is a body aspect to you. The combination of your soul and your body, flesh, flesh. There is that side to you. There is that dimension. And for very many of us, that is the dimension we are most aware of. That is the dimension we interact with the most. That is the dimension we invest in the most. That is the dimension we spend on the most. That is the dimension we... We do what? (laughs) That's the dimension we pamper. That's the dimension we seem to... Like we've been trained from childhood to be fully aware 
of that dimension of our lives. And, and so, many people are experienced in operating in their flesh dimension. And I can tell you, I can tell you that revival does not happen with you operating in that dimension. Yeah. The cockroaches are running. <laughs> Man. Apostle. Yeah. The cockroaches are running. Yeah. I have learned that the dimension you embrace is the one you experience the most. That the dimension you are most aware of is the one you will operate in the most. That the dimension you interact with mostly is the one you're going to manifest a lot of the time. That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. But that is not the only dimension to you. Yes, you are born by your parents. Yes, you have two ears. Yes, you have two eyes. Huh, I was about to say one. Two eyes. Yes, you have one nose with two nostrils. Yes, you have one mouth. Yes, but that is not all there is to you. And for you to walk in this revival, you need to learn to interact. That's why we are fasting, to interact less and less with that dimension and operate at a higher level. And operate at a higher level. I can assure you, revival is not sustained or birthed or whatever by men who operate in the flesh. No. Then he says that that which is born of the spirit is what? Spirit. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. So, with that background, I'd like us to read a story of one of the revivalists. In Judges. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Judges chapter 6. You're going to say, you're going to say different things, not saying things. What? Yeah. Judges chapter 6. We'll read from verse 11. By God's grace, I hope we will reach the other verses. Verse 16 or 19. I hope we'll reach there. What does it say? Let's read it aloud together. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under, which was in Oprah, which belonged to Joash, the, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Verse 11. Let's start there. I think there is something for someone in, in that verse. He says, Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under that tree 
which was in that place, which belonged to Joash, that, that one. <laughs> While his son, this gentleman called Gideon, young man, he's there hidden in a place. Because this, this, these Midianites used to oppress the Israelites. They would come and, and just take everything that they had grown for food, for what? They would just bring all their animals and just destroy all the food of the Israelites. So for them to survive, they, were, they used to hide their food. They used to hide their produce. And so Gideon is there. He's the son. He's been chosen for this task. He's hidden somewhere. Going about his business, threshing wheat in the wine press in order to hide it. That's where he is. He's hidden. And then God starts talking to him. You see, revival starts with God. Revival starts with God. Gideon was obscure, insignificant. He's minding his father's business. Mind you, the father was one of the people who, they were in a city where they worshipped Baal. Okay, you could say they were like witch doctors. Yeah. And so this is the person that God is appearing to. The guy, the guy is minding his business. What is in his, he's not bothered. Many of us here, many of us here, you're hidden. You're concealed. You're, 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 you're going about your business. You're a teenager. In fact, when you come, you sit behind those ends. Yeah, you don't want people to see you. You're what? I can tell you, God is going to begin locating men and women in this movement. Yeah. He's going to begin locating you. That's what it, Gideon wasn't looking for God. No, God came seeking Gideon. It's, it's, it's the excellence of grace that Apostle has taught us so much about. The excellence of grace. That God finds this young man who is just going about his business. This young man who is a student. This young man who is... What is that association that Apmo belonged to? Mufa. Who is, the, who is in the Mufa association? His... his He's, he's moving, okay. <laughs> Muffering. What do you want per day? Wisdom. <laughs> he's moving. Okay, he's, he's not thinking about revival. What? No, 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 no. <laughs> he's practicing Muffering. <laughs> So he's there, he's minding his business, what? Let me sleep, no, let me wake up, I haven't yet read this. Then he starts reading that thing. And then, boom. God locates him. By grace. By grace. It is by grace that we have been saved. By grace. So God, through his grace and mercy, is going to locate you wherever you are. Yeah. And you are going to start having encounters with him. Yeah, you're going to, even today, today, lero, lero. You're going to have supernatural encounters that are going to change the direction of your life. Completely. 
Look, it is not because you came to pray, no. Yeah. It is because God, you see, God, God has a purpose. God is locating you. Yesterday, Apostle Moses told and he says that there was a man sent from God whose name was John, and God does not send things without a purpose. Yeah, he's locating you. God in this season is raising spiritual giants. Spiritual giants. Apostle Moses told us that this revival is not going to be in one place. You will hear men in different places while they are still reporting that a, ra- a dead person has been raised from those ends. People are running the other side saying, guys, an ear has just grown. People are running the other side that 10,000 people have received Christ. It's going to be in multiple places because God is raising spiritual giants in this land, in this movement. By His grace. Yeah. Probably you're there, you're minding your business. You are, you're a lawyer. You're a what? You're a professional. You're chilling somewhere. You, you go to office, sit, work, come back in the evening, go sleep. What? Look, God is, you're going to have a God encounter that is going to alter the direction of your life. Yeah. That's what happens to Gideon. I believe that's someone's word. That's why I first... Yeah, I, that's what happens to Gideon. So he's hiding it from the Midianites. Let me read verse 12. And the Bible says, And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. The angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you. You mighty man of what? Mighty man of valor. This is a guy who is hiding. This is a guy who has not been to war or what? No. He's not a mighty man because he's fought certain battles like David did. He hasn't done any of In fact, he's not known in much of his, in his territory. He's not known in Israel. And yet... He has a certain perspective of himself that we are going to read about. But heaven has a completely different perspective of him. Completely different. Ah, let's first read. Let's first read that his responses. Because and I'll come back here. Verse. What's the next verse? Verse 13. Gideon said to him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us. Why has all this happened to us? You see, let me first. If the Lord is with us, right? He starts by thinking it is a, a general, it's us, us. Yeah. He's busy distancing himself from the thing. Oh my Lord, I know, okay, you're there. The revival is happening. But it is happening to us as worship harvest, us. Anyway. I like this thing of seeing things in the scriptures. Oh my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt, but now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Give me verse 14. Then the Lord turned and said to him, uh, turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours. I will come back there. 
and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, Oh my Lord, that is when it occurred to him. He said, Oh my Lord, how can I? You see, the whole time he was coward until God told him, Go in this might of yours. Gwe, 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 gwe. Yeah. And then the guy said, What? Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, look at Gideon's perspective of himself. Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. Uh, just, just skip the other verse. And I am that. This is Gideon's perspective of himself. He's seeing himself according to what? According to the flesh. In the flesh, he's not amounting to anything. He's insignificant. He's not known. He's powerless. He can do nothing in the flesh. He's there saying, but <laughs> yeah, but you see, he's trying to interact with himself according to the flesh. He thinks he's going to fulfill God's assignment for him based on the perspective he has of himself in the flesh. Eh? What do you see yourself as? When they ask you to describe yourself, you don't have to answer. Yeah. What are the dominant thoughts in your mind about you? When you're told, go start a hosting center, what, what, what are you thinking? What is the dominant thought? Oh my Lord. How can I start a hosting center? After what they described yesterday. <laughs> I have someone I sent to start a hosting center in a certain place. Yeah, and they got there and they did evangelism. Yes. Yeah, they took their whole zone. Mobilize them, do evangelism, what vibe on the people. Yeah. And then about five people from the whole zone showed up. Yeah, and they went and they did evangelism. And people got saved, like Rio 5, eh? Yeah. Then after people get saved, what? They invite many people, what? They go set up the place. Chairs, what? They're expecting multitudes of people. Yeah, they were seeing themselves according to God. <laughs> yeah. So they set up the place, what? The very things Apostle was describing here. About 8.40, they go, they line up from the gate. There is someone, what, at the entrance, what, they are ready. They are even praying in tongues. Like, yeah, as they walk in today, I'll just say hi to them and something will happen. What, they'll get healed, bitchy. Yeah, 9 a.m., stream starts. Yeah, they are waiting for them, for, for the people. 9.30, worship ends. They are waiting for people. Yeah. We, we give... Then when apostle is teaching, like after like 15 minutes, a gentleman walks in with three children. Ah! Yeah! <laughs> and they begin celebrating. They get excited. They're like, thank you, God. 
And you see, for that person, you know that worship harvest started in a similar way. But back to what I was saying. <laughs> when you ascend, okay, you see, we are not going to walk in this revival by thinking of ourselves primarily in the flesh. Yeah. When God, you see, you cannot accomplish spiritual things using carnal means. You cannot accomplish exploits in the supernatural by functioning primarily in the natural. You have to flip. You have to switch. So Gideon, back to revivalist Gideon. (laughs) Oh my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in my and I am the least. Hope secure, you're not known. Maybe you haven't even started a mission or community yet. And God is talking to you. God is telling you, go take over that nation. Go take over that town. Go do this. But the thing that is holding you back is your perspective of yourself. If you could only flip to the heavenly perspective, to the heavenly perspective of who you are, take me back to that. Uh, Where's that verse? No, no, 12. He says, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, you see, this is how God views you. It's like the Lord is with you. For status, he's guaranteeing that he is with you. His presence is with you. You know that the presence of God is what elevates you? Is what changes you? You see, without his presence, you fall apart like a $2 suitcase. You're nothing without his presence. You cannot, you cannot do all these things without his presence. So that's why he first tells him the Lord is with you. I found that for most of the people that God calls, he always tells them that statement. I am with you. I am with you. The Lord is with you. It's what he told Moses. It's what he told Abraham. So you told all those guys, the Lord is with you. Worship harvest, eh? God is with us. Yeah. God, eh? God is with us. Yeah. And that is going to change the trajectory of this generation. Yeah. You see, our inheritance is one of a presence of God. When Apostle Moses starts speaking, teaching, singing, joking, driving, what, whatever he does, you will notice a presence. That is the inheritance we have. His presence. He says, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. You mighty. Mighty man of valor. God is releasing the spirit of might in the spirit right now. Yeah. Might. Spiritual might. Yeah. Spiritual might that the dread of you, the fear of you will go before you. In the, like you land into places and, and the demons will know. Ah, Pastor Hannah's story that Apostle told, told us yesterday. 
Gideon, Gideon was like some of us here, chilling, yeah. You're like, yeah, I think they are talking about the people here. No, I'm talking about you. The person in your seat, you is watching me online. I'm talking to you. God is giving you a spirit of mind. You're going to just start doing exploits. Spiritual exploits. Building mega churches. Yeah, leading thousands, millions of people to Jesus. Getting into places and changing the economic stories of those places. You're going to carry a mighty presence of God. And he's going to cause you to do exploits. They that know their God, they that know who they are in God, shall be strong and they'll do mighty exploits. That is our portion, worship harvest. That is how God views us in the spirit. He sees us as mighty, mighty men, mighty women of God. Yeah. Wow. That time. God is with me. <laughs> Mighty man of God. You can have your seats. Let's read some other scriptures because. <laughs> ah, there's this scripture Apostle loves. First Corinthians chapter 2. Verse 9, that's scripture. Hey. <laughs> it says, but as it is written, I has not what? Sin. Nor ear had. Nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through what? Through his spirit. Not through your mind. Oh, what? No, through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. You see, there are things that your eyes have not seen yet. Ah, first, take me to verse 11. Verse 11. For what man knows the things of a man except the what? Does it say ex except your brain? He says except the spirit. Of the man which is in him. It is not the spirit of another man that knows all things for you. It's your spirit that knows the things of God. Even, even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. And the spirit of God, you see, he, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Ah, He has told us that there are things that are in our spirits that we have not seen yet. That we have not experienced yet. But we have not, you, they are there on the inside of you. So don't be limited. Don't be crippled by your past victories. Don't be crippled by your past experiences. There is more. Worship harvest God is calling us to more. We have to see these things, these things that are in our spirits. You look, they are already there. God has already deposited them in you by grace. But you must constantly become aware of those things. That is why you will find a man on the streets. Look, there are things he's calling out from the inside. 
he is activating on the inside. Ah, <laughs> yeah. There are things he's activating on the inside. That's why Paul writes and says, I pray in tongues more than ye all. He's activating something that is already deposited on the inside of him. And the things he's activating are things of God. Because 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new what? He's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What is the next? Now all things are of what? All things are of what? Aye, aye, aye. Oh, yeah. That, that is all things. All things in your life right now, in your spirit, are of God. They are of God. You need to start interacting with those things that are of God on the inside of you. You need to start calling them out. You need to start speaking them. You need to begin reading them. That's why you need to read the word. Because it shows you those things that are on the inside. That is why you need to pray longer. Because you're interacting with the things that are on the inside of you. Yes. Those things are of God. Ah, someone start praying in the spirit. Just start praying in the spirit. Come on, come on, come on. Pray in the spirit. Yes. You need to embrace your God dimension. Yes. The things are of God. And those things are not small. They are not small. They are not limited to your village. No. They are global. You have a global ministry on the inside of you. There are things that God has called you to manifest that are of God. But you will only see when you interact with that dimension. You are a mighty man. A mighty woman of valor. Let's conclude. of God is your mirror that is showing you who you are in the spirit. Interact with the word of God. This is showing you who you are in the spirit. Don't just wait for an angel to appear. Yes, um, Apostle Mosea has prophesied that there are angels around. But we have a more sure word. 
of prophecy. You need to interact with this book like never before worship harvest. You need to buy a copy, a physical copy for yourself and read it, read it. That is how you're going to know the things. They are there and God wants them to come out. That is what revival is about, heaven on earth. God interfering and, 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 and directing and aligning the affairs of men to himself. But we can't do that if we don't know the words that are in here. We can't do that if we don't think the thoughts of God. We can't do that if we don't speak the words of God. It's not enough for you to know them. It's not enough for you to think them. You must speak them. These things we also speak. Not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. Apostle has told us it's not enough to be spiritually minded. We must be spiritually mouthed. We must speak these things. We must speak these things. He says a spiritual man not only thinks, knows the thoughts of God, thinks the thoughts of God, or speaks the words of God, but as a result of those three, the spiritual man does the works of God. He does the works of God. That's why Jesus told us in John 14, 12, and most assuredly, I said to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do because I go to my father. We've been called to know our thoughts, the word of God. To think the thoughts of God. To speak the word of God. And to do the works of God. That is how you embrace that dimension of you. That is how you embrace that dimension. That's why you're here the whole day. Because God is trying to tune you into a certain frequency but it's going to enable you function. That is why he tells Josh, um, Gideon. That's why he tells Gideon in verse 14, which I'm going to conclude with, that most assuredly I say, no, the Lord turned to him and said, go. There is no revival without a going. Worship harvest, we are going. Nations are waiting for us, we are going. But we are going in this might of ours that God has given us in the spirit. And we are going to save nations. He was sent to save Israel, a whole nation. Not just one person or one family. From the hand of the Midianites. Worship harvest, have I not sent you? Says the Lord. Have I not sent you? We are going in this might. We are going in this power. Because we are embracing who we are. Now stand up everyone on your feet. Stand up, stand up and start praying in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, pray, 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 pray. As you speak, you're declaring those things. You're speaking those things. That your spirit is aware of. That God has deposited on the inside of you. You're aligning with the God dimension of you. Because as He is, so are you in this world.
world makavazike teke pede kojikanda labaya rezeketele pede bofozika labaya ndelekere paya oh thank you jesus thank you lord kile fazandele bobobobo shikele baraba makala prade bazeketele pede bofozike pede ba vazekete ke pede boshike pede kofazeketele ba zeketele pede bosa Lift your voice and pray. Lift your voice and pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You see us differently from the way we see ourselves. Yes, Lord. Oh. We give you praise. We give you praise. We bless that word man as he was preaching I couldn't stop praying the, the presence of the Lord is here so if it happens to you don't think you're being distracted from the someone when people are preaching and you're praying because it's a devil prayer you know the advantage of praying in the spirit is that you can hear what is being taught while praying in fact, I'm just giving you a hack on how to get the best out of your day. Hey, as he was preaching, 
I was just I, I was receiving things at another dimension. Can we can you help me appreciate Pastor Blesser? for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.